Let's turn to 1 Peter, where we read this morning, chapter 1. Peter is giving them some confidence and encouragement as he starts this book. But the topic is the suffering that they were going through. The persistent problems that came their way as they come our way. (laughs) No one of us are immune from the problems and trials and tribulations of life. As we shared on Wednesday that from Job chapter 5 verse 7, man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. I remember Brother Weeks probably 30 years ago preaching on that very subject. In a fire, the sparks always rise upward, and so do the troubles come into our life. If you go to verse 6 of 1 Peter, we may be back here later, and you'll excuse me for through the sermon. It's one of those things I've caught this week. Verse 6 reads, Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through, what? Manifold. Trials. Where do we use the word manifold? Men, you should know where we... A car. On the engine. Why is it it called manifold? Because it's many. Each each one comes out of a piston to remove the exhaust gases from the engine. Manifold. And this is the manifold problems that we have and, and these people were in heaviness because of these trials that the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perisheth though it be tried with fire might be found to the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ let us pray as we begin the service today thank you lord for <clears throat> the truths that encourage us in times of trouble from your word we know that we are in no trouble as compared with the trouble they had back in the early church. And Lord, it was leading to the point of the year 700 AD where multitudes were massacred in Jerusalem. And Lord, the pressure was being applied, but the Christians had wisdom to get out. Lord, we thank you for the wisdom you give us through the word of God and through the spirit ministering to us that we can discern what's happening in our lives and we can have the victory. We have a great hope set before us. Heaven is there for us and we thank you for that in the day to come. But in the meantime, let us face, face the trials with courage and victoriously. We pray and ask the Lord for the Lewises and Monique in Israel there that you protect them as these rockets rain down from from Gaza, from the enemy there. And Lord, that you would use them to reach out to these Orthodox Jewish people that they're aiming at. Lord, we pray that these people who so rejected yourself when you're here and still reject the message, their hearts might be turned and that they would exercise faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Lord, bless the work there and in each mission field that we we know and uh, support, Lord. 
We thank you for your word. Bless it to our hearts and lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And if I asked you the question and you're a bit of a Bible reader, what book would you go to if you wanted to talk, talk about someone suffering? Job. <laughs> you know, have to be quick. Job. Let's turn back there and just notice a few things from the book of Job. <laughs> he had it going pretty good for a while, didn't For quite a while. He had quite a few children and he was very rich. And I've said many times he was a social security for the country at the time. Anyone poor came to him. Anyone needing a job came to him. He was that sort of individual and he ministered to people. But then tragedy struck and we know it was the devil seeking accusation against him. And the Lord asked the devil when he presented himself in chapter 1, what about Job? Oh, he only does it because you've blessed him. <clears throat> no, go and let you know, you're allowed to try him. Send these things his way. And in Job chapter 14, verse 1 and 2, <clears throat> man that is born of a woman is a, a few days and full of trouble. <clears throat> That's the very opposite to what we hear a lot of churches saying these days, isn't it? And, and, and it was mentioned in our class, the prosperity gospel is not right. Because... If you are godly, you shall suffer persecution. It says it in Peter that we've, we've just come from. Verse 5. Seeing his days, this is back in Job, verse 14. Seeing his days are determined, the number of his months are with thee. Thou hast appointed his bounds, and he cannot pass. Turn from him that he may rest till he shall accomplish as an hireling his day. <laughs> We've, we're going to have our day, aren't we? And as we read on, for there is a hope for a tree. It is cut down, that it will sprout again, and that his tender branches will not cease. Though his root wax old in the earth, and his stock die in the ground, yet at the scent of water it will bud and bring forth brows like a plant. But man dieth and wasteth away. Yea, man giveth up the ghost, and where is he? Was it more hope than a tree in a, for a tree? <clears throat> now, having been allowed by the government <laughs> to clear a lot of land around Marysville for the pine plantations <clears throat> with three D8s at the time, you pull the trees over. But if you do it in the summertime, a lot of them just break off of the ground and their roots still there. And so what happens when the water comes, according to Scripture? They sprout again, particularly gum trees. Pines don't, pine trees don't do it. Um, <clears throat> cypresses and things don't do that. But the gum tree will shoot up again. And, but what about man? He dies and that's it. <laughs> well, a lot of people think that's it, but that's not it. According to Scripture, we live on and we'll have an immortal body one day and the day of resurrection. But the troubles that come and they keep coming in life and as you grow older they they wax more because of the things you can't do that you used to be able to do and the way you used to be able to support yourself that you can't and and as even peter was told that when you get old someone will lead you around and that's what he was told and you won't go where you want to go but you'll go where you have to go or are made to go 
it looks like a depressing situation and scene, doesn't it? Because of the problems and trials that come that the Bible speaks will come. Job was experiencing that and we all experiencing we all experience these things. Remember that we're looking at through this year how to know God. One of the best ways God teaches us to know him is to allow the trials to come. Because then we realize realize our mortality. We're not <coughs> people that can live on and not Rambo or whatever words you can use. You know, we, we can't just survive <coughs> on our own strength. We learn to trust in God through these things and learn to know him. Job learnt a lot of lessons, particularly when you get to chapter 38 through to 40 there. <coughs> what do you know, Job, when God starts speaking to him? Hmm. Compared with all that's known, what do you know? And Job humbled himself before the Lord and wasn't arguing with God at that time. Job needed to learn things as well, even though he was perfect in his generations, as it reads earlier in the book. Go back to Second Peter now. <clears throat> Keep your marker in the book of Job. We'll be back and forward. And keep it in First Peter as well. I know we're not going to get through all that's in the um, outline that's in the bulletin, but we'll endeavour to get as far as we can today in studying this subject. <clears throat> First Peter, chapter 2 this time, and verse 19. We read there, For this is thankworthy, if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully, and as we read Job, we can sense that too, suffering wrongfully, for what glory is it if when ye buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently, but if when ye do well and suffer for it and take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. Now, that's not something we hear of today, is it? <laughs> that we take suffering wrongfully, patiently. This is acceptable with the Lord. Did he not do that as well? Did not the Lord Jesus suffer wrongfully? Was it not said at the cross, this man did nothing amiss? The thief said that, did he not? We suffer correctly, says the thief, but this man's done nothing amiss. Suffered. And what was the Lord's attitude on the cross? Cries from the cross. Tonight we finish those, Lord willing. <clears throat> Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And it's pretty hard to take it on the chin when you've done right and suffer for it, when you've helped out others and suffer for doing, doing right. Chapter 4 of First Peter, verses 12 to 14. <clears throat> Beloved, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. What often is the case? We're sad. <laughs> not happy. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their party is evil spoken of, but on your party is glorified. Let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody, or as other in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, 
but let him glorify God on his behalf. <clears throat> so the word suffer, reproached, fiery trial, are used several times in those verses. Down in verse 19, wherefore let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Who are we to trust in when these trials come? When these tribulations turn our way? We're to trust in the Lord. Commit the keeping of our soul to him. We know in the long term, in the long run, at the end of it all, we will be blessed for enduring these troubles faithfully and committing, them, committing ourselves to the Lord. If you go to 2 Timothy Paul also, not only Peter, but Paul spoke of these things in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. We read there, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. <clears throat> you think of all people that would be blessed and would have a trouble-free life, it would be the Apostle Paul. Have you read through the history? Have you read through Acts? Have you read through 1 Corinthians where in those in verses and accounts of Paul's life, he's giving testimony to what happened to him? Three on three occasions, we may get to one this morning, where he was preaching the word, preaching the truth, and all it seemed to be was trouble, trouble, trouble. <laughs> he, he would, as we read in the adult class this morning, work overnight making tents to provide for his fellow Christian workers. He didn't take an offering from the Corinthians, even though he ministered to them and they were saved through his testimony. He didn't even take any money so that he might minister to them freely, preach the gospel without charge, he said. But then when he got out on the road, according to the occasions of his testimony, he was robbed. He was robbed by robbers on the road. And you'd say, wait a minute, Lord, this is not adding up. <laughs> Here he's doing right by everybody else and by the fellow ministers, by the people he ministers to, preaching the gospel freely, yet... You allow robbers to come and take his money. What, what would have you done on occasion if you were Paul? Oh, forget this. It's not a profitable business. <laughs> but he didn't. He remained faithful. Even in prison, he recognized there was a reason that the gospel's going forth just as it was when I was out of prison. <laughs> and you think of it, if prison, if Paul was not put in prison, we wouldn't have all the prison epistles that he had time to sit down and write. The Lord had to put him in prison so he could sit and write these things under the inspiration of the Spirit. You see, suffering has a purpose and we don't see it at the time. But it has, a, it has fruit in time to come in our lives. And as was mentioned this morning again, we, in the adult class, we... You know, we, we live in a prosperous country, one of the most prosperous countries in the world. I think as far as gross domestic product, we are number 12 in the world, and we only have 25 million people in the country. It's a very prosperous country as compared with others. But we have 
some of the highest psychological problems in the world. What, what's wrong? People become self-centred and selfish because we, we've got, we want more. And that's not what the Lord has said. If we have, as we were exhorted this morning, we need to give and give willingly, give joyfully, give, as the Bible says, hilariously to other people that have needs. <clears throat> well, I'm getting off track. This is only the introduction. <laughs> Let's go to verse 11 and um, where were we? First, <laughs> Second Timothy chapter 1. Verse 11, unto which I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles, for which cause I suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For, and this is with a song we get. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against day. That, this is what kept him, Paul going. He knew the future. He knew exactly. I think he had visited heaven, caught up to the third heaven and heard unspeakable things. And he knew what it was like and he was just going for it. And no matter what come, come what may, he was faithful to the Lord. Folks, when we have tribulations, we are to be faithful to the Lord, come what may. Now let's determine to, do, to be that way. Now, when I was getting ready for this, I thought, should I preach this? Because as surely as I preach it, troubles are going to come. <laughs> Maybe we'd go around this one. <laughs> But it was one I had listed at the start of the year to preach on. And it'll be two or three sermons at least, looking at these troubles that we have. Chapter 2 of 2 Timothy, verse 8 to 10. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, for which I suffer trouble. What does he suffer trouble for? For preaching the gospel. As an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. <laughs> Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain salvation, which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. And so we suffered trouble for preaching the truth. What often hinders us from telling other people about the Lord Jesus Christ? What is it? I'm going to cop it. If ridicule. I'm going to cop it if I preach and open my mouth for the Lord Jesus. I might lose my job and other things. And, and we fail to speak. Paul didn't hold back from preaching the truth, even though he knew trouble came. <laughs> Follow Paul in the book of Acts. When he went to a town, what happened? Well, what happened at Ephesus? Got riot. Riots. <laughs> Riots and things happened. Trouble came. Everywhere he lowered down in a basket, snuck out by night, stoned to, stoned to death, I believe, at Lystra. Trouble came when he opened his mouth. And he was so well known that they looked at where he was and looked at where he probably would go next time and they beat him to the town. The troublemakers. Who, who were the troublemakers? <laughs> the Jews. The Jewish people. In the Jewish communities, in the synagogues, in the towns they went to. If they didn't beat him to the town, he was able to get into the synagogue for at least one Saturday and preach the message. And then the, the trouble stirred up. The Orthodox people didn't like to hear about this name Jesus, their Messiah. And they stirred up trouble. Any different? No different today. As Andrew tries 
he can only go in at night time after midnight, but they've worked out what he does, so they try to beat him off at the pass. <laughs> and they set up next door to where he lives to see when he's leaving, so they can warn the people in the Orthodox areas he's coming. He's coming to give you tracks, or to put tracks in your letterbox, or put them on the front lawn, better still. You see him going down in his van, down the road, and they're wrapped in plastic so they don't get injured, and the boys are all in the back seats, out to windows, and... <laughs> In the morning, they've got uh, manna on the ground. <laughs> the manna of the Word of God. The manna from Isaiah 53. <laughs> it's a wonderful passage, as we've said many times. Andrew can use that. Any person talking to a Jewish person can use that to show that Jesus is a Messiah. And you go to the Minor Prophets, and there's about 12 clear references you can't miss that Jesus was the Messiah, is the Messiah. <laughs> but they miss that. But suffer trouble for preaching the truth? They're still doing that. Pray to God that that will turn one day. When we think we have arrived or reached our goal, <laughs> then the trials strike again. How do we respond? This morning we're looking at the persistence of problems. Woven throughout Peter, Timothy, and the book of Acts and Job, in fact, in other portions of Scripture, you read the book of Hebrews. These are Hebrew Christians having problems back there in the early church. <clears throat> and he's encouraging them. He said, he talked about the hands that hang down and the feeble knees. Why? Because of problems and troubles and tribulations that came their way. <clears throat> and we've looked at some of those references already. And you could turn, well, we won't turn there to... <laughs> to other references of, in Peter about that. First Peter 1, 6 and 7. I think we've read those. Chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. The believers to whom Peter was writing were facing actual persecution for their faith. <clears throat> As one stated that this was not the empire-wide ban on Christianity since that came about five years after Peter wrote but that suffering, that suffering which often comes to Christians as they live faithfully in a pagan and a hostile world. And let's say that the country of Australia is becoming more pagan quickly in its way of doing things, in its music. The unsaved, the unsaved music, let alone the Christian so-called music, Look at the way they do things now. Look at what's been introduced through the, <clears throat> through the media in the wild-eyed people. It, it almost, I believe, demon-possessed. Unsaved people doing their concerts. And now what do we do? Oh, well, we'll test the pills that they have. <laughs> you got it all wrong. Ban the whole thing. <clears throat> We're going back to the, the, the jungles of where they undressed they beat these drums and they did this sort of thing and the church you know is following not far behind isn't that sad ten steps behind the world is the church and that's not what we should be doing we should have a standard and we should be separate there should be a difference in us but in the pagan and hostile world, when the gospel is preached, it tells them they're sinners and they don't like it. They react to that. Persecution took place in forms of slander, riots, local police action, 
and social ostracism. The readers in Peter are encouraged to rejoice and live above such reproach. And the purpose of his writing was then to help those believers face correctly and handle the persecutions and trials that came. Are you facing temptation today? Let's turn to 1 Timothy. We'll get at least a few points in. 1 Timothy chapter 10. Sorry, 1 Corinthians. There's no chapter 10 in Timothy. 1 Corinthians 10. Does God tempt us? No. Be sure he doesn't tempt us. He may allow trials to come, but he doesn't tempt us. Who then tempts us? Satan tempts us. In chapter 10 and verse 13. There is no temptation taking use but such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with their temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. This is a verse that I've often referred back to. In my mind, there is no temptation taking you such as common to man. You'll hear people, Christians, say, well, you don't know what I'm going through. Temptation, common, common. It happens to everybody. You're not unique. (laughs) We all go through troubles. They might be more intense for one than the other, but your day's coming. (laughs) So get real and don't get all bent out of shape because you think you're different to everyone. It comes to all of us. And especially the temptations of life. Who's Who's not been tempted this week? You must be a monk <laughs> to, to, to believe you got, don't get tempted. We are all tempted by things that come our way. But let's not yield to the temptation. <laughs> and we'll see that in a moment. In Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. <clears throat> As I mentioned, and I should have listened to my own word, put a marker there. <laughs> Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, we read this. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation. As we read in Corinthians, he'll make a way of escape. You know, the trouble is with we Christians, we get tempted and there's a way of escape provided and we don't take it. There's an exit and we don't take it. There's a thought of the Lord through the Holy Spirit comes to our mind and we don't take the way of escape. Uh, Joseph did. (laughs) When uh, Mrs. Potiphar presented herself to him what did he do he took off and she ripped the clothes off the outer coat whatever and he he went running and and we need to flee these things the lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust until the day of judgment over in the book of james or back in the book of james chapter 1 and verse 12 Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive a crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. We feed on it, we think about it, we meditate on it, and we get enwrapped in it instead of taking the way of escape. 
Then when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. A death in our relationship between God and maybe some physical death can happen for yielding to temptation. Do not err, my beloved brethren. God doesn't tempt us. We, of our own volition, choose to follow that way. We are drawn away of our own lust and enticed. So when temptation comes, endure it, flee to the Lord and look for his way of escape when it comes. And these are, these are trials. Am I going to be faithful to the Lord when the temptation comes and true to his word or am I going to yield and do what James tells us here and bring forth sin? And then we get out of shape with the Lord. And then we try to compensate by doing something for the Lord to say, this will add up for my, you know, <clears throat> we, we get the scales out and say, well, I've sinned, I'll do all these good things and make it balanced. Don't work that way. When we sin, we need to do what First John chapter 1 tells us to do in verse 9. Confess our sin and he will forgive us and cleanse us from our sin. Are you facing poor health? James chapter 5 and verse 14. Is that? <clears throat> James chapter 5 and verse 14. We read this. <clears throat> Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, not the anointing of the oil, shall save the sick. <clears throat> the Lord shall raise him up. Embrace the suffering in poor health as something that God is using to bring you closer to him. What position are you, are you normally in with poor health? <laughs> on the flat. You're on the horizontal. Watch, which way are you looking? Up. <laughs> That's a good place to be, isn't it? looking up to the Lord when these troubles come and poor health comes and I can say yes I've, I've been there poor health these are, these are just annoying health issues <laughs> when you cough and explode a bit there's, there's bigger issues the poor health can mean some <clears throat> something that's long term something that's maybe terminal but often people in those situations have a great testimony comes out at the end because of their yielding to the Lord. <clears throat> Job, back in the book of Job, chapter 2 and verse 7, <clears throat> we read, so when, Satan, so when Satan forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown, <clears throat> and he took a potsherd with which to scrape himself. He didn't go to hospital, there wasn't. And he sat down among the ashes. Then his wife said unto him, Dost thou retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? In all this did not Job sin with his lips. What a character. What integrity that Job had. And all the troubles he sinned not against. He did not accuse the Lord of bringing these things upon him. The Lord allowed this to come to test 
but he came out victorious. Did not Job come out victorious from these tribulations? <laughs> if you go back to chapter 1 of Job and verse 20 to 22, then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. <laughs> And said, Naked come I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. <clears throat> the Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> what, what in today's terms would we say? Praise the Lord. <laughs> it happened. My worst fears happened, and praise the Lord anyway. <laughs> Can we praise the Lord? Talking to Matthew and Ariel, when something hits your big toe, you say, Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> that was good to hear that from that's what Matthew says anyway. <laughs> when something hits. And when something hits, praise the Lord. Shall we not receive good? We're just in a we're in a fallen world. Things go wrong. Appointments do happen. Some say accidents happen, but appointments happen. <laughs> and <clears throat> we need to trust him fully. Like Job, there's so much we could learn from Job in suffering, particularly with poor health. Does God promise perfect health once one becomes a Christian? No. No. But some teach that. They also preach the prosperity gospel, but they preach this too, that once you're a Christian, everything will go well. And if something's gone wrong, what's wrong in your life? What sin are you committing? Isn't that what the three friends of Job did? They accused him, uh, you know, what sin? Come on, fess up, Job. What have you done wrong that's caused all these problems to come? And Job defended himself. And then God came on the... Well, a younger man came and then the Lord came. And uh, those three miserable friends had to apologize... Well, do sacrifice for the sin of their accusation. But poor health is something that God can use to draw us closer to him. And so many testimonies of Christians that have been going astray or not yielding to the Lord as they should, and the Lord's brought something, allowed something to come in their life, had been drawn back to him by the ill health that they have and gotten right with God. And and would to God that we wouldn't have to go through that to get right with God that we would be right with him without having the ill health and we'd always praise him for the good and the bad. Ridicule. Another trial that comes in our life. That's the third one in the, <clears throat> in the um, bulletin there. Job chapter 16. <clears throat> we'll go to Job 13 first and verses 4 and 5. <clears throat> we read there, Job talking to his counsellors. But ye are forgers of lies. Ye are all physicians of no value. <laughs> and he, he's talking about spiritual physicians here. <laughs> these, these people that thought they were helping him out <clears throat> by their counsel. You are physicians of no value. And there's a lot of quacks around, isn't there? And you want to watch out for the physical quacks as well as the spiritual quacks. <laughs> oh, that ye would all together hold your peace... And it should be, should be your wisdom. What is Job saying? It'd be better if you said nothing. You open your mouth and you tell us how silly you are, how foolish your counsel is. That's what Job's telling them here. If you go back 
further to chapter 16 and verse 2, <clears throat> 1 and 2. Then Job answered and said, I have heard many such things. Miserable comforters are ye all. <laughs> Do you have some Christian friends <laughs> that try to give you counsel and you could say to them, miserable spiritual comforters you are. You've given them the wrong thing. You've made an accusation against me that is not true, and I know it from my heart that this is not true. Turn to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, verse 11 and 12. <clears throat> Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, verse 11 and 12. <clears throat> Blessed are ye when men shall revile you, and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely, for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets who were before you. If you've been ridiculed and put down by others, remember that it's happened before. Read the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and go through the, the, the list of heroes of the faith that were ridiculed for their faith, who were persecuted, sawn asunder and so forth. In the book of <clears throat> Hebrews 11, ridicule. Ridicule hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> when you've been ridiculed by your family, that hurts. Probably closer to home than any. You can be ridiculed by your family, ridiculed by your friends, ridiculed within the fellowship, and it shouldn't be happening. Ridiculed. Uh, <clears throat> Rejoice in it. Because so persecuted they the prophets. You're amongst the famous in God's eyes. <laughs> and the Lord Jesus himself. Ridiculed? Yes. Put down? Yes. Mocked? He, on the cross, he saved others. Himself he cannot save. As they walk past, they wag their heads and say, look. He says, he's God. Look, he's dying. And the ridicule. And the Lord could have called 10,000 angels and stopped their ridicule, but he didn't. He went through that for the suffering of death for us, that we might not die. We'll do one more and we'll be done. Rejection. Another persistent problem that can come. Let's turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6 and verse 22. Luke chapter 6 and verse 22. <clears throat> we have here <clears throat> of the Lord Jesus by the unsaved. He said, Blessed are ye when men shall hate you and when they shall separate you from their company and shall reproach you and cast out your name is evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy. This is not what we see happening. <laughs> we are all doleful and uh, pouting when these troubles come. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in, the, in like manner did, they, did their fathers unto the prophets, just like we've read just in Matthew if you go over to the Gospel of John in chapter 15, 
And here in the Synoptic Gospels, we're given these accounts. Some of them the same as the other one, worded a little different. Chapter 15 and verse 19 and 20. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, said the Lord Jesus, they will also persecute you. If you have kept my sayings, <clears throat> they will keep yours also. But all this, these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. <clears throat> and so here, the rejection that the Lord went through is a rejection that he promised those who follow him. How many people that you've talked to have you said, now if you become a Christian, <laughs> let me warn you that things are going to get harder, not easier. No, no, we, we go the other way. If you become a Christian, heaven awaits for you, which is true. <laughs> but we tell them half the story sometimes. The rest of the story is there's trouble. There's trouble coming. And maybe it'll give them some grit, <laughs> some tenacity when they, if and when they do become a Christian. Troubles will come. What sort of troubles? <laughs> And praise God that he doesn't allow all the troubles to come at once. Have you ever thought of that? If all my troubles I'd had through life all come within the one year or within a few months, I would fail. <laughs> Get them over and done with, you say. <laughs> but I don't think we'd survive it. <laughs> Probably not. Ah, oh, praise the Lord, he spreads them out. And he doesn't give them when we're new Christians. He allows them in measure to come from his hand, allows these trials to come in measure so that we can endure them. He knows, the Bible says, our frame that we are dust and that we can't endure that all at once. And that he graciously allows them to come slowly and not over not quickly. In chapter 17 of the Gospel of John and verse 14, we read there, I have given them thy word. The world hath hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Don't be surprised when you're walking for the Lord and with the Lord that these things will happen and you will be rejected. Marvel not, my brethren, it says in 1 John 3.13, if the world hate you. <clears throat> I was only, I was 18 at the time, and I was working for burning all the wood off inside one of Melbourne's reserves as they were going to fill it up, just built the dam, and now we're burning it all off. <clears throat> we had an old guards van from the railways that we used to, to, it was a crib hut and we used, because we were burning we were pulling it around everywhere with the bulldozers that was the crib hut and I remember the ridicule that I copped I, I wasn't used to this you see I, I, well I was in a secular school in Gully Technical School went there enjoyed that got through it but then the face of workforce an older man and he would have been in his 50s 60s and the ridicule he, he just unleashed on me 
What have I done? What did I do? <laughs> I just didn't do what they wanted me to do. <laughs> I didn't actually... I did for a while eat with them. I thought, no, this is just... I didn't... I hate what I was hearing, the subjects they were talking about, their wives they were talking about amongst the men. It was, it was shocking and it still goes on in the world. I don't know if they're not allowed to do it in the workplace today, but it was bad. And I got out and then the ridicule come, the hate that come from their lips. But praise God, one unsaved person come out and sat with me and stood up for me. He's a big bloke, so, yep. If you're a big bloke, stand up for the small fella. But the hate, don't be surprised. If they've done it to the Lord, they'll do it to us. If you stand up, the more you speak out, the more the ridicule will come. The more the hate will come. You know, they call it hate speech when we tell them the truth. And it's completely the opposite. When Jesus told us the truth because we, he loved us. We tell them the truth because we love them and don't want them to go to hell. And if they keep taking that path, they will go to hell. So <clears throat> don't quit doing right, even though the troubles come. But be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Have wisdom in the way you do it. Don't go out there looking for trouble <laughs> and say, I'm going to do it here and I'm going to, come on, <laughs> bring it on me. No, don't be so foolish. Be wise in how and when you say what you do so that people might be one. They'll be one by your behaviour because Peter tells us <clears throat> that you sanctify yourself, sanctify your behaviour. Ah, Ross is not here. He'll help me out if he was. Um, <clears throat> sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, that's it, and be ready always to give an answer to every matter ask you a reason for the hope that is in you. They see the difference in your life and they ask you, why are you so different? Why do you stand up for truth? Why do you keep doing it when you get mocked and ridiculed and hated? And you can give them an answer, can't you? Because this life is not all there is. And an eternity awaits every individual, some in hell and some in heaven. And give them the answer. So use the troubles and tribulations to grow in the Lord, to know the Lord, and to bring other people to him. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. And Lord, I pray that as it has been shared and Lord, we've been challenged and I pray that we'd be changed and that we'd know the Lord better, know his strength, know His the presence of his spirit in times of trouble, that he might give us answers from our lips to those that ask us about our faith. And Lord, <clears throat> we're no exception just because we're children, your children, to the troubles of life. We live in a fallen world with the majority of people that deny you and hate you. And Lord, we can expect these things to come as, as sparks fly upwards. And bless us as strengthen us. May we go forth boldly, but wisely in a wicked world. For your glory and praise we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.